Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is another edition of the San Diego Business Podcast featuring Daryl Torkulis. He is a dentist here local in San Diego and caught my eye about him was the way that he was using social media and how much lack of transparency there is in the dental profession at least in my experience and i wanted to sit down and chat with him and see what his adventure into the dental world was and he's a young guy he's using social media and he seems to be trying to do things a little bit differently and in this conversation it blew my mind what dentists actually have to go through in order to get into dental school and be successful as a dentist. And he was super transparent and raw around the things that he's facing and the amount of debt that he has and and what he's trying to overcome and what he's trying to build. Beautiful, uh, mind-blowing conversation. I've been talking to all my friends about this one. I hope you guys enjoy this. Without further ado, I give you Daryl Torcolis. Uh, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do. I mean, how, however you want to tell your story, man. Yeah. It's, it's yours. Um, my name is Daryl Torgulis, or Dr. Daryl Torgulis. Mm-hmm. Dr. T for short. Right uh, born and raised in San Diego. Went to uh, high school here. Went to Irvine, uh, UC Irvine for undergrad. Mm-hmm. And then I applied to dental school. Got it. Or took a year off. Mm-hmm. And got into dental school 2012-2016 in Indiana. Took a, and then did one year residency at Ohio State. And then just I knew I was gonna come back, couldn't handle the cold out there. <laughs> so um, yeah, moved back here. I worked for two years as an associate, still work uh, for them mm-hmm. before deciding to acquire a practice. Uh, almost gonna be a year in uh, February 15th. So nice. it's gonna be about 11 months. That's awesome. So yeah. yeah. What, did, what made you, why dentistry? Uh, I knew I wanted to be in the medical field, so I was a bio major okay. in college. Didn't okay. know what or where I wanted to go, dentistry or medicine. And then I was working for an ophthalmologist, and then he was saying, don't, go into, don't get into medicine, it's not worth it. <laughs> so part of me is like, okay, there's this guy, and he's in a successful, successful practice out in Newport Beach. And he was like, yeah, don't do medicine. Things are changing, especially with the healthcare system. You know, and then he was like, if I do it all over again, I probably, he wouldn't get into medicine in the first place. That was his thing. Wow. I was like, okay. So then that got me thinking, he's like, you know, I still want to do medicine, but not, you know, get away from it. So then um, I had a family friend. She needed an extra person for her trip, her mission trip. Um, And then, so I went on. It was medicine and dentistry. So I got both sides. So I was about a week in Honduras. And then I naturally gravitated towards the dentistry because I go, oh, this is cool. You work with your hands. Mm-hmm. It's more of an instant um, help gratification. Yeah, you see it happen right um, away. So you see, you put your work in, and then you see, yeah. you know, the patients and how they react to it, and very thankful. Um, and then yeah, so that's pretty much you know, like you know, I think I can do this. Work with my hands, you know. And then after that, decide like, okay, I'm gonna do dentistry. So then after that, the next three years was focused on trying to get in and how I can get into dental school. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I see you kind of focusing on on the social media side of things yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and gravitating towards that. What's your what's your experience with it or I mean how how is it how's it worked for yeah, you? Yeah, so that's crazy. <laughs> uh, I had to start my Instagram in 2012. Okay. In dental school. Probably 2011 but in my year off year. Didn't know what it was. Right. It's like photography. Uh, from Instagram from when I first started it's like oh you have to have like the nice photos. Yeah, that. that's what it was. So yeah. 
Okay, so at first it was all photos. I didn't think anything of it in dental school, Instagram. And then, you know, sharing things here and there. And then it was until last, maybe 2017 when I came back. And I'm like, man, like, people are using the social media thing to promote themselves. Mm -hmm. I thought that was crazy because in dentistry or in the medical field, like, it's frowned upon or it's one of those things where it's like, why do you need to market? Like, is, it, is it really? It's, there's some rules and regulations, you know, about marketing and all that. So it, I was a little hesitant, you know, and especially like the American Dental Association, the CDA, there's a few things where they're like, you know what, promoting your business or like, you know, like those coupons, or not coupons, but like, you know, promotion deals. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's like discounts a lot of discounts and all yeah. that. That's heavily frowned upon. Really? So, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and so the advertising is like, you have to be accurate, you know, and there was a lot of like, hey, if you do it wrong, you're going to get, you know, punished or whatever. But I mean, as there's, it's gotten to the point where everyone's pretty much doing it. So it's, there's like an understanding, like, okay, as long <laughs> as you're not really doing anything really obnoxious or hurting the dental profession, then it's okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then more, it's more so for dental education now. So geared towards patients or geared towards other dental professionals for teaching. And all yeah. That. So that's where the social media thing came in. And then, yeah, I just started having fun with it. And not a lot of people were doing it when I first started. And then lately, like probably within the last year, six months, like then yeah, it's really like every dentist push. has an Instagram now. Almost everyone like just trying to get in and promote themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they understand the potential. Yeah. So they regulate what you can't, I mean, not regulate, but they they have like, some. There's like, a, like there's these ADA principles, right, for the profession and some of them is like marketing or advertising and you can't mislead Interesting. yourself. That, that makes sense. Right, right, yeah, yeah. but like. So if you jump it's on. More, yeah, it's more for like other dads being like, hey, I kind of know what you're doing. Huh. I'm not really, mis you're kind of misleading, like what are you doing? So then it kind of makes other dentists look bad. Yeah. Um, but patients don't really know until they get in there. So then that's right. like a, so that's where the whole thing of like, okay, a doctor says this, patient complains, right. and then stuff happens, goes to the board, and then that's why they like regulate that whole uh, thing about uh, social media or advertising yeah. in general. So that's yeah. interesting. Do they have something around like, do they have guidelines around like conduct? Like if you jumped on TikTok and started <laughs> started making videos, would, would they uh, care? I mean, I, oh, TikTok is just started, <laughs> not the yeah. big thing now. Um, <laughs> But there's guidelines in terms of like HIPAA violation or like showing patient details on yeah, your patients and then like patient information and then if you have, you know, the consent, yeah, everything of is fine. That makes sense. Um, but anything that identifies who your patient is. You know, yeah. And, and yeah. of course I ask the patient like, hey, you yeah. know, do I'm you mind? Some, and usually half the time, more than half the time they're okay because like you get a camera out like, oh yeah, I, I like what you're doing. <laughs> and they know it's going to go on social media. Right. Like everyone's on their phone now. Yeah, no, that's so, the way yeah. it is. Getting into your into your private practice, what was that like? Like the transition, like even mentally, like your mindset. Oh how? yeah. <clears throat> so in dentistry, it's it's unique in terms of like you know you go to school, you learn, mm -hmm. and then the trend is usually you go out, you do residency, or you work for someone associate, mm -hmm. or you pretty much you're gonna work for someone or. The other thing is the other half people buy a practice out like the, straight out of yeah, school yeah straight out of school Whoa. so now with the the student loans and student debt 
you know, and I'll be real, real with you. My student debt is tore about half a million. No way. Yeah. So I was out of oh state. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's that's another thing too. So, um, that's where a lot of people are like you know what I'm just gonna do the corporate slash associate work for someone make money. Yeah. And then try to pay it down. And pay down and then start my own. But when I got into it, yeah, I worked for an associate. I'm still working for them. You know, work for somebody, but my my capacity or my ability to kind of break down or like even attack those student loans was like I was capped yeah I was like you know there's X amount <clears throat> it was X amount per day yeah you know and then that's pretty much then the divide divide that by how many hours you worked and then that's if you worked eight hours eight times X that's what you know that's what you take home for the day that's crazy yeah um, so other scenarios too. Some doctors get like a percentage of their production or collection, okay. which is the average in the industry is about thirty percent. So you take thirty percent of what you, uh, the which the people paid for to uh, on that day. Which they is take, pretty, which for is, the for the loans or for, for the for the doctor you work with for the, for the docs got that it, work, got or it. for some doctors. It's a pretty like, hefty yeah, it's, chunk. It's a it's a big chunk. Yeah. So there's different models of you know as an associate doctor you know or as doctors they get paid. Right, you're getting it. Now, being with them or these doctors for two years and still with them, you know, I can I see where I decided to make a the jump was I see what they were making. Mm -hmm. I see their production, but I'm only getting X amount. Yeah. So it's very low and it's like, okay, they're keeping me, you know, very, very, you know, they pay the lowest, but then they get the highest return on investment on myself. Right. Sure. Um, you know, and I was okay with that because I was like, you know, I'm looking at it in terms of like, how can I improve my skills? Yeah, you're getting you your know, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah experience. for sure. So like, that's where I was like, you know what, I'm okay. Then after a certain time, you're like, you know what, I've taken all these courses, my skills are pretty good. And knowing that it's like, okay, now at what point do I start working for myself so mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't have this big loan, you know, I'm not living on that paid like because there's the paycheck to paycheck it pretty much because chunks go to loans and then everything else is living expenses that's crazy so it's still yeah living paycheck to paycheck off that even though sure doctors make dentists make decent money yeah but if but, you're paying the doctor that's supervising and then if you're paying your loans i'm sure it's not right yeah right so i mean those are different business models so like they take home at least like 50% probably because then the other percentage goes to staff overhead and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. But they're taking a good chunk of like, you know, hey, let this other doctor do the work. Oof. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it's cool. You know, I mean, um, that's their model. You know, that's what they evolve and there's models like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I was like, look, if I don't make any change, then I'm just going to be doing the same thing. I've been, I did that for two years and nothing changed. I was like, all right, like, it's gonna get better, you know, they're gonna give me a raise or something. Right. I'm gonna see an increase or like whatnot, but it's capped, you know, they're not, That's and it. it's their business. Yeah, it's so just the agreement, like yeah. it is so what it is. That's that was where I was like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, look at, looking at a office. So then <clears throat> about a year into it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start looking just, you know, cause my, my plan was two years and then buy or acquire. So then looking, looking, and then around November, you know. Were you saving money, like trying to like put money yeah, away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For acquiring, so like for the basics, for trying to acquire a practice. So I, there's two ways to do it. Either you do a build out, which is a brand new startup, uh -huh. 
or you do an acquisition. Yeah. Um, and let's just say for reference, for the brand new uh, startup, you're looking at probably half a million to maybe 800,000, you know, just to start up fees, you know, you need six months of, you know, to keep you alive and float and then marketing and all that uh -huh. and staff. Does that include equipment too? Includes equipment, okay. you know, the build out and then where you are and especially in a city like San Diego, you know, yeah, one of no the big joke. things they, I've learned is like, hey, if you're gonna go in the city, it's better you acquire. So at least you have some instant cash flow. Yeah. So that's where I made the decision. I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna do a build out because A, it's rent expensive here and all that. And there's a lot of good doctors around. So I was like, there's no one to compete. And you have to have a lot of doctors here. I noticed they've been here for a long time mm -hmm. before they got the traction. So yeah. I'm like, okay. So I went the acquisition route where, you know, there's multiple ways to do it. Uh, I went through a broker. So find listings and then I found a small op listing that, that fit for starting out. Um, so I contacted him and we got things rolling. Took about three months before all the paperwork, all the lawyer fees, mm -hmm. and all the due diligence and stuff before I got the keys. And then yeah, the doctor retired in December, didn't see patients, was closed January, half of January. And then I got the keys February and nice. patients didn't know who I was and they're like, all right. But it was a small office, so like it's like 700 this was square feet. Last year, right? Like yeah, February last of last year. year. Yeah. Gotcha. 19. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I made a decision to do that because I was like, you know what? Like, I need to start. I can do what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I have the skill set. Like, I've learned to do what they're doing. I know how to do it. You know, and it's just as good as you know dentistry. At a certain point, it starts becoming repetitive, and it's just like, okay, yeah, it's a practice. Now it's efficiency, systems in place. You know how you know you're now. It's everything. The dentistry is easy. It's everything else running a business yeah that's the hard part I think that's the part that's all of this is super interesting because yeah, yeah. I think that the path that we sell to kids going to college is like become a dentist yeah. or become a doctor and oh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. then you're good it's yeah. like, no, no, no. That's the, <laughs> maybe that's not the that, like and if you're lucky if a student is lucky to stay in state then sure you get in-state tuition you know mm -hmm. but nowadays the trend I'm seeing is like even in my dental school, Indiana, I was probably one or two from the West Coast. Mm. And years after that, this, the trend caught on. It's like, okay, then there's five kids from West Coast, then there's 10, you know? Mm. And then they increase because why? They're out of state. So if they're out of state, they pay more. <sighs> so that's, and then, you know, I mean, you have to be, you have to know that you want to be dentist and it's worth it. Yeah. Because if not, like five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars in debt, I'm like 500. Right, so yeah. there's I know other people who are like eight hundred thousand. No way. Yeah, because they go to specialty school. Wow. And now for them it's a little different because they're specialists, so they could probably make that faster. You know, right. return faster. But as a general dentist, you're pretty much now. Is it similar for MD? Do you know? Um, MD. There, I think there's a few that decide to do private practice, but I think most of them just work in the hospital, and I feel like. Well, I mean, I, I mean, like that price tag for the education. Do you, do you know yeah, if it's I want to say probably it's very similar. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I knew it was high. I didn't know it was that high. Oh yeah, it's high because then like, even if you're in state, you're probably like the kids in my class are probably paying three hundred thousand, if that. Yeah. And then maybe even less, but still, like yeah. that's that's doable for them versus for me. It's like, oh, this is fascinating because. 
you go to college, you have this liability now of yeah. this debt, and then if you go and work as an associate, like get a job, yeah. then you're they're taking part of your money, so you're almost forced to have to be private to really be lucrative. Is that kind of how it yeah, looks? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. how it works too. And like, that's the only way you can make money the way you want to. Yeah, as that makes a sense. Because it's your office, right. you do what you want, and then you know you charge your fees and all that. Now there's also a game behind that so yeah if you own ownership that's probably the best way to tackle your debt mm -hmm. um but if and i'm the person that's like you know what like i like to do things my way so the other part of that being an owner is like i don't like being told what to do yeah I get so it. like if i'm at the other like those associate office i'm working at like they have a certain system that there's guidelines that i have to follow you know and then you know, they say like, okay, your goal for today is you have to produce 3,000 minimum, and that's how they meet your minimum pay for the day, and then that's how they keep the office running. So they got, they ran their numbers, which is good, is what I learned. Right. Um, but they're also running like other offices too, so like it all factors in. So I think... Does that incentivize uh, technicians or somebody to like push for treatments that cost So that's money? the other part too, yeah. so that's where you know, as an associate, depending on how the office is run, it's like, hey, well, for me, it's different because it's like, I only get paid X amount. Yeah, I guess. So you. there's technically no skin in the game for me at right. that office. Right, right. Now, let's say the other option was percentage of production. So if I'm going to be like, hey, if I get 30% off of what I sell off this patient or do, then of course, then the mindset goes, okay, now I'm thinking, how can I get the most money? from this patient, are they willing to pay? And sure, great, if they do, then I get that cut. Interesting. So it it's, that model is more for corporate, from my experience, because the way that works is then you have six months of like, you know, your, your learning curve. Then after that, it's your responsibility. Hey, if you don't see any patients and you don't sell, then you only get 30% of whatever you did, which can be a lot or a little. Okay. So that some people are, are okay with that model in terms of like not having ownership and like, you know, I'm fine doing that. Go home, do dentist, go home, go to work, do dentistry. Right. So yeah, you know, but if you wanted to have the freedom to do what you want to do, like vacation time and, you know, set yourself up for the future, I think ownership or having your own businesses the yeah. way you go as a practitioner. That's interesting. Yeah. I think there's so much potential for you in this of yeah. like bringing that transparency because like it, me learning about this is fascinating. Yeah. I'm much more likely to come to you as a dentist if I know like other dentists do this and I don't know if like how that works with your yeah. regulations yeah. but like I just think that that's part of the reason why I reached out to you yeah. is that dentists being in the social media world and bringing, it's like uh, car yeah. mechanics, same yeah. thing, like bringing some transparency and some honesty yeah. into that world where people are like, I think this is right, but there's no way for them yeah. to know. Like yeah. you never see behind the doors of yeah. the business of a dentist. You never see the conversations that go on or the thought process or what oh, their yeah. actual procedures are. Bringing light to that, man, there's yeah. so much potential for you. Yeah, That's, no, I mean, it's, it's crazy because uh, that whole behind the scenes, I mean, dentistry is a business. So I think where dentists as a profession get the flack for that is because, hey, if I'm in that chair, I'm playing doctor first, mm. right? Yeah. Now, once I get up the chair and I do other things, now I put a, it's like wearing multiple hats. I'm, now I'm playing the, the hat of like, okay, I gotta manage my office. Yeah. Is my staff doing the right thing? Hey, did the numbers count on the books? You know, did this patient pay for that? Like. 
yeah, you know, I am a dentist provider patients first. But at the same time, for me to provide the quality care, I also have to run a business mm -hmm. and make sure that, you know, the lights are being paid to be turned on, yeah. you know, the equipment's up to date. It's a lot of pressure. Stuff is, you know, up to the standard that I need to be to serve to the best of my pa for my patients. And then that's where the patients are like, oh, yeah, he just wants our money. or like So, like, there's all, there's all that going on, and that's why, you know, the whole social media thing, like, they it's like, watch what you say. Yeah, I'm sure they're you know, worried. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's also, like, there's a lot of secrets. Not secrets, but, like, you know, there's a lot of things that other pet um, dentists do or doctors do that, you know, like, then in the end, they're like, oh, let me sell this type of system. So there's a lot of that because they don't want to share, you know. So, yeah. Um, but other than that, I feel like that's how... Although that's pretty much what it is. Like they keep things behind closed doors because, yeah. No, it makes sense. Um, I, I, I truly I think that the more we can pull back, like that would have to do it right now, but right, maybe right. just in your social media pursuit or yeah, like sure. marketing your business, like yeah. the more you can pull back that veil yeah. and let people see like, hey, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing yeah. it. People really resonate with that. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's, like I've, so I have a buddy and then he had this great idea of like showing his numbers, his financials. And oh, I was wow. Like, that's really, your financials that's really for transparent. Your, yeah. yeah. For your, for your business. And I was like, okay. And he had a lot of good feedback and I thought about that, but then there's the whole thing of like, okay, like patients seeing how much I make and the other dodgers being like, Hey, what he's doing. So there's a whole, like, there's a whole thing to that. Yeah, no, I mean, showing financials is, is yeah. a long way to go. I think that just like having conversation around like common procedures or just talking about your day, yeah. you know what I mean? And, yeah. and whether it's a video crew or just you with your phone or, I mean, setting up a podcast is super easy and just talking yeah. about like, this lady wanted this cleaning and mm -hmm. we offered this service but she didn't go with it and this is why I think she should have and it would have cost this much money. We would have made this much off of it but this is the reason why she should have done it. That right, right. Th that to me is so refreshing, man, yeah. to hear somebody talk about it and just give real commentary around yeah. this is why we're doing what we're doing, yeah. especially there's so much expertise yeah. in that market. Yeah, for sure. So one of the things that, so I'm a, so my practice is for service so I don't take insurance oh I mean I do accept insurance but I'm not in network so like if you have a certain insurance my name won't pop up okay so one of the things that you know I pride myself on doing as a private practice and one of the reasons why you know I branched off is like like what you said is this is comprehensive treatment, treatment. yeah yeah for sure so I tell you like hey you know you sit in my chair and then I'm like, you know what? We're gonna take some photos, let me do my exam. And then I'm gonna tell you what's going on. So we pretty much go over what's going on and why it's happening, mm -hmm. you know? And then you talk about your risk and all that. And then pretty much we go through the why using the photos. And I think that's, and like you said, like you talked about earlier, where you know, if you know the why, yeah. you're more transparent. So there's a lot of that. The, the crazy part that I'm finding too is a lot of the patients are like, they don't know. Yeah, how can you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you went to half a million dollar worth of school to, yeah. to learn the things well, you learned. Not even that, just like the patients like growing up. I mean, like, man, you've been going to see a dentist for how long oh. ever since? And then they're like, oh, he's never told me that. And I'm like, oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. You know, like, hey, all I'm, you're seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah. Like, you see, yeah, and then I tell them, explain, and they're like, whoa. So there's, I feel like also the den dental literature or education for, uh, Everyone out there, I think they're slowly starting to catch on. 
because a lot of them are asking questions. Yeah. That's where the social media yeah. comes into play. Yeah. So. I think doctors are experiencing the same thing. Yeah. But I was curious. It, so you're almost a year in business, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How has that been? Like, what, walk me through that process oh. of like, because. The first few months, six months, I mean, okay, so I bought the business. He had about 500 active patients. Okay. 600 square feet, pretty small, three, oper- three chairs. Um, for number-wise, an average dentist usually needs about 1,200 to 1,500 patients just, you know, to be able to survive, you know, for just to keep the practice running itself. Yeah. That's about the average. That's a big number. That's a big number, yeah. Um, but I started with 500. It was, and then, you know, the first few months was really slow mm-hmm. because how it worked was I would never step foot in an office except to talk to the doctor and talk to the broker and see what's going on. Right. Probably two visits. And then I was like, all right, am I gonna do this or not? And so when I got the keys, I mean, other than the doctor telling his patients, hey, I'm retiring, right. just, they, they had no idea. So um, then once we oh, got the papers and closed, yeah. I got the letter the following Monday, he sent it out and like, hey, I'm done. Here's Dr. T, he's been taking care. A lot of them, a lot of the patients are like, whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah. Now I'm gonna go find someone else, and so as there was a lot of drop off, yeah, in that. So yeah. about like thirty percent. It was a good thirty percent when I ran the numbers about the patients being dropped off. So had to work with what I had. Now I still have other patients. Then you know they're still catching on now slowly, and it took about you know almost a year before they caught on. Mm. So all we did, we got the charts, and we just cold call me and the assistant. No like, way. Hey, this I is love Dr. It. T. You know, I'm the new doctor here, and I see that you know it's been six months since your last cleaning. Yeah, you're due, for, you know, you're due for an exam and all that. So we have a new process, you know, new doctor and everything. We kind of got to go through everything, and they're like, okay. Some have been receptive. Some have been like, you know what? I'll just wait. And some's like, all right, you know what? I'll see if I can find someone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's cra- it's crazy the position you're in because it's almost like you went to school and then you're almost forced to be a business owner in order to do what you need to do. Yeah, no. And then like, sure. then like, oh, here, figure this out too. Like, yeah. That's fascinating. And dental school, they don't teach much about business. No, so, I wouldn't imagine. Like I picked up a lot, like it was cold calling these patients, these same patients. You made the calls yourself? Me and the assistant. Respect. We were just, we were just like, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I hope you got our letter. Cause I sent out a letter too, introducing myself. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks, first, Month, two weeks to a month, it was pretty much revamping the office. Like it was, you know, getting rid of things that were old, outdated, making sure things were clean, up to mm-hmm. standard. It's like, hey, so I can see patients. So that was the first part is trying to get things organized. He had like one or two computers. And I was like, okay, we need to update the computer system. We need yeah. to get something at least presentable in For here. sure. Um, but yeah, I gutted it a lot went try to go minimal because he still had paper charts and we went digital half digital you know still use some paper but there's no charts floating around yeah um, but yeah like that's part of it the other part was cold calling and then like all right now how am i going to get these patients in the chair get them in the chair and then be like okay you're here yeah. now how do i get you to trust me because that first appointment then you're like i don't like this guy i'm just gonna go find someone else yeah and then i get them in the first have them come back every six months or like hey I'm a new doctor like this is the treatment that you need then that conversation happens and so then there's a lot of that too yeah trying to learn how to talk to the patients 
tell them what they need, you know, what I see, and then just explain it to them. So there, there's a lot of that. Yeah, man. And so it's rough. it was rough. You know, there's days where I'm twiddling my thumbs, like, all right, how am I going to make this happen? You know, and yeah. the goal was to break even. So my rent was about, so like a business loan, just to break even, I probably need about eight, six to eight grand a month. Okay. You know, rent and all that staff, pretty much, and then the technology for the first few months because I had some loans too to pay off. So it was like six to eight. Now it's like around five to six. It's, it dropped off a little, but just trying to break even. Yeah, it's still small overhead for sure. It's still small overhead, but when the numbers were ran, you know, the uh, previous doctor was making what twenty thousand. Wow. He was producing or collecting 20,000 then you know he still had a lot of overhead so that's still a pretty small number you know I'd like it to be higher but you mm -hmm. know that was a start um, at this point I've either broke even or made a little bit past the break-even point hell yeah congratulations which, right yeah that's huge I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah I, I would be too I'm able to pay my rent the only thing I worry about is hey can I pay my rent can I pay my staff and can I pay my loan yeah and pay for everything else that I got in the office like yeah. the office software you know software known as a subscription and all that yeah. so like as long as you can pay that i'm like shoot like yeah that's, man, a, yeah. that's, that's growth yeah that's awesome so now you know it's been about a year now i don't know if i'm seeing a it's about that time where i went up now you might see a dip mm -hmm. or a plateau because i've seen where i've gone through most of the patients that were active yeah so now I, yeah it, it works that way in, in marketing a lot too because things are rough so you put in a bunch of effort to get attention and people to look at you and then you have to do that work right. so you don't have as much time to put back into the outreach right. and then it plateaus and then you're like oh shit and you have to do it again yeah. I mean it's kind of just the way it works because you have to do the work too I yeah. mean you're also doing the business and trying to sell the business it's hard right, right. and that's that's crazy because like you're right you're exactly right it gets it goes up I see patients you know and like I'm busy 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 yep. stat everyone's busy and then like it dips and you're like, man, why is this week so slow or what's yeah. going on or two weeks? And you're just like, okay, like, what are we doing now? What's my next move? So there are a few times where I panic and I'm like, did I make the right, I, did I make the right move? Right. You know, cause I'm like, you know, I'm like the getting that practice. It wasn't fairly a lot. Let's just say, oh, like it was like, I took a loan out for 220. I used about 180 to acquire. Okay. Then 40 went back into it, just renovations staff trying to hold over the staff you know get them for sure. patients and for sure. doing all that equipment so it still was a big chunk so yeah i mean did, uh, any of those not for yeah. numbers there's nothing to scoff at like yeah. maybe in the scope of business it's technically small but right, right. but it's still nothing to scoff yeah. at I, I mean, mean that's also on the smaller end like if other bigger offices you're looking at like six hundred thousand to a million in, yeah to acquire yeah you know? and that's those are big offices um, and the way that works too, so going back to that, when I was looking for an office, like some banks required you to have 10 to 20% saved up. So I had about 20, 20 grand. They're like, hey, can you show us that you have the cash first down and then we'll consider giving you the loan. You know, so some banks were notorious. You know, one was very notorious for it. He want, they wanted my arm and a leg and I was like, forget it. Like that was, <laughs> that was rough. Like, and then they had to go to interview process. Finally, I went with one that was like, you know, that was a good, decent, had good, good rates. So they helped me out with the office acquisition. So that was pretty good on their part. So I'm not complaining. I mean, now when I look at it, I'm like, man, you know, the fees are still pretty high, the percentage. 
but I mean, yeah. I got the loan to yeah. do what I need to do, you know? For sure. So, um, don't regret it. You know? Yeah. I mean, what was that process like for you mentally? Like, considering the choice and then seeing the options of, of the different loans, the different rates, and I mean, you're kind of looking at that mountain of like, man, I'm gonna try to go up that thing. Like, what yeah. was that like for you mentally? It was rough. I bet. Like, there were so many. And then narrowed down to three or four, and I was like, well, what am I gonna go through? And then one more interview, prep for the interview, and then the guy's pretty much like, well, you still don't have enough saved for this, so forget it, yeah. you know? Um, and then at a, the, at a certain point, I'm just like, look, I know I can do this, I'm just gonna take one and then run with it, yeah. you know, and then deal with it after the fact. Um, yeah. Was it the best? Was it the smart choice? Probably not, but I did my homework enough to know what I was getting into and which loan that I was like, okay, like, let me just get, I just need to get this office. I need to get this thing rolling, you know, so. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I mean, it's really easy to be real doomsday in that situation, you yeah. know, to be like, the patients are going to leave and I'm going to have this debt and I'm not yeah. going to be able to do it. Did yeah. that, or was it always just like, I can do this? I mean, I, yeah, I was like, I'm, I knew I was going to do it, like, yeah. be a practice owner. I was like, it's yeah. going to happen one way or another. No like, other option. My, the other option, and especially in, in the like, the, the other thing was that I wanted to stay in San Diego. So, like, if I wanted to leave, it would probably been easier to make, you know, work as an associate or a corporate and then make, you know, just as much money or not more, you know? Yeah. And be comfortable, like, you know what? Eh, I don't really want to buy an office. But I knew that I wouldn't stay in San Diego and looking at the market around, the only way that you could survive, you know, is being a practice owner. Yeah. And then having control over how much income you want to make. So that's where it's like, all right, you know, I knew what I gonna do what I gotta do. So that's, that's interesting. What I was like, I'm gonna go in, and I just, you know, I just, I knew I wanted to own. Like that was a thing. Respect. Um, so you're breaking even now. Breaking even now. Yeah. It's probably picking up. So a lot. It's crazy because a lot of the patients are now it's word of mouth. So I've been slowly that helps a referrals. lot. Yeah. And like, hey, you know, and then that's pretty much how it is right now. Just word of mouth because marketing i can't i can only put so much back into the marketing no i understand yeah so like that's yeah. what the social media the stuff that's free yeah you know, um, absolutely but yeah absolutely i would be if you could like documenting your journey just yeah, like your face sure. like this whole thing is so interesting for your patients yeah. or like anybody to watch prospective clients be like look you can see this dude's whole journey and like right yeah. i don't i don't know what you got going on at home or bills to pay or aspirate people you're supporting right, right, like right, right. there's so it's it's fascinating and, yeah. it, and people it's almost like a way of creating a relationship with somebody through a screen right. ultimately so then when they walk through those doors they know you already yeah. like I, I think it's so it's such an interesting opportunity for people that are outside the normal sales spheres like you don't necessarily consider a dentist a salesman yeah but in some sense they have to be so that they can pay their staff and keep their lights on yeah. But there's not a lot of this social media like storytelling in those industries. Right. I, I think it's fascinating yeah. for you, man. I really do. Nice, yeah. No, I mean, that's what I've been trying to work on, you know. And no, I mean, like I was in the back of my head. It's just like one of those things where it's like in the dumb profession, like there's like you know, I'm like oh, what's this kid doing, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, but there's, there's, there's gonna everybody's gonna have opinions. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I like. I like that, you know, you, you see that, because like, I don't, like, from your from your view, I can't. No, to I know, me, it's, well, it's, like, it's also because I'm standing on the outside. I was a boxing coach for a long time, yeah. and I always tell people, it's like, you're in the ring getting punched in the face, and I'm over in the corner. I'm not getting punched, but I can see that dude's left hand is down, Yeah. you know, and it's just because I'm not in it. Right, right. And 
I really, it's something that I'm trying, people either don't believe in it or they're shy or whatever it is, but like just you can make a reality, not, not an actual reality show, but just something to recap your day. However you like communicate. Like if you think yeah. that you're better on video, do a video. Yeah. If you think you're better on audio, do a podcast. I mean, I'll help you. Yeah, <laughs> if, sure, you yeah. think, if you think you're better writing, write a blog post. Yeah. But bringing transparency to something that is, like I said, people are always so skeptical about. It's like car, like car repair guy. Yeah. I, I see some real opportunity for you. I really do. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. It's just right, like, right. it's no, just I like, mean, it's what like, I'm inspired you know, I mean, by. Why, you know, I was like, oh, like the crazy part too is someone other than that's not in the dental industry, yeah. you know, reached out. Cause usually it's a lot of people like I've done a few podcasts where like it's all dental related. Yeah. And then someone like, Hey, no, because like, shoot, like, and I was like, Oh yeah, that's why I jumped on it. And I was, I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, because when we released this, like I said, it's, how hard is it to find like where can I go and find a transparent dent- dentist and know that they're being transparent yeah. because they don't there's no content out for me to consume like I understand they have a website and I understand yeah. I can sit and talk with them yeah. but that's all aligned with all these things for you to sit and do long form stuff and just be like look this is my and you've been super yeah. transparent yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is my debt and this is what's going no, on and then, you know like some people like you know we're gonna be like 500,000 I'm like you know, I'm gonna show you my net worth is negative something so when people say like hey you have money it's like yeah. Let's hold up a little. Yeah, bit, yeah. Like, yeah, but but you've liabilities yeah, and you yeah, have things. and all that insurance. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in like that whole thing being dental in the dental field. Yeah. So like now you know just people are like you know like even like plumbers or you know they're For making sure. so much more money and then like a whole bunch of us are like man was it really worth it? Right. We're like my generation or my class is probably at the. I want to say at the tail end of like actually being okay yeah. with because like the whole baby boomer generation and yeah. all that. How like, old are you? Uh, thirty. You're thirty. I'm twenty-seven. Yeah. So yeah. I feel what you're saying because I'm seeing a lot of the same thing with the people that I knew that went to college yeah. and got hooked up with the debt. Yeah. Yeah. So then now it's just like, man, if you can if you can figure out something, be good at something, a trade, like by all means do yeah. it. Because now being debt free, debt free is the way to go. Yeah. And and here to put it in perspective too, I went to college for free because my dad was U.S. retired Navy, so uh-huh. then I stayed in-state, so that whole f- four years was free. Now, if that, if it wasn't, imagine my debt some more. It was just the dental school that was that chunk of debt? Yeah, it was 500000 Oh my goodness, Yeah, that's insane. And then on top of that was a practice loan, which is another 220, so you like 700? I mean, yeah, that's now, crazy. Like there's, I mean, the, it helps that the dental school loan, I can leverage that. Because banks would like love dentists and be like, "Hey, I'll give you money because I know they get the money back." Now, and then it's up to me to be like, "Okay, now I got to pay that dental school loan back." Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean, there's ways to use it, but just being in debt is like, "All right, hey, I need to put this extra two grand to my student loans versus yeah. you know, that's another yeah. like, that side money you can yeah, use on something vacation else. or whatever." Yeah. yeah. So where, where are you at right now with the process? And uh, I mean, I just want to promote you, man. Like where, yeah, where are you yeah. at right now? Where are, I mean, some dental tips, like talk about how, you, how you're seeing things moving forward. So right now, I think I'm at that plateau phase and I'm trying to go hard now. Like I realize, like, okay, my thing is bringing awareness. Mm-hmm. So I've, I worked, my goal for the first year was just sit in the driver's seat. All right, let me see what this office does. Let me try to do things to kind of make it more efficient. Who these patients are, the demographics, or how I can do it. Because um, 
so that's what I did. You know, I'm like, okay, it's actually doing okay, breaking even. Now, my focus is more towards marketing slash bringing awareness to who I am. You know, in San Diego, and not just in that because I'm in Linda Vista, mm-hmm. um, and not just catered patients to that, but you know, just. Uh, all over San Diego because people drive, you know. Yeah, and I feel sure. like if you're a good dentist, people would drive, you know, they yeah. like you. Like it's once every six know, months. Like it's once every yeah, yeah. twice or twice. My family, yeah. man, this is so crazy. I grew up. We I was born like Point Loma, and then my family moved up to like Rancho Bernardo. Mm-hmm. We stayed at the same dentist in Pacific Beach. I think my dad still goes there. Yeah, for like twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I mean, as long as you, you know, twice a year, you go see your dentist. You yeah, know, you brush twice a day. Yeah, you floss, and you pretty much just. Hey, if you trust your dentist, do what he says. Because, yeah. you know, we're not out there to tell you something that there's something wrong with you and, like, hey, I want your money. Like, if we tell you that there's something there and you trust the doctor, you know, be like, all right, you know, like, let's do it. Because usually we're more of the preventative, you know, and mm-hmm. addressing your risk for the future. So that's how um, yeah. I see it. So, you know, like, Makes hey, sense. like, it's an investment. for those who question your, de- your doctor, you know, you know, maybe the doctor's not the right fit. Yeah. You know, I've had to turn away patients and be like, look, what you want me to do is something that's not, you know, aligned yeah. with my philosophies. For sure. Like, hey, I'll be happy to refer you to someone, but I'm not going to do what you want me to do. Because, you know, some patients just want to do, like, they want to dictate their own treatment kind of thing. Um, and sometimes that's just not the best care. You know? Yeah. yeah. You got to stand by your work. Yeah. So right now, going back to, um, going back to that, question um, just marketing bringing awareness um, and then hopefully you know just growing myself um, as yeah. a young dentist in San Diego yeah, yeah, you know, for like, sure. you're super so, early in the, you're, yeah. I mean you're early in the process too like well, yeah you got, you got, you got I mean, time yeah when I'm looking around I'm like because like I'm like man what are all these other doctors doing and I forget you know like I just started I'm what I graduated 2016 so I'm for almost four years out, yeah, will be four years in May, and I look at I Google like, man, this doctor got 150 reviews on Google or Yelp. Right. I'm like, okay, Google his name, LinkedIn, graduated in '95, '96. Yeah. You know, they've been they've been established. So yeah. I'm like, okay, so I sometimes I forget, like these guys in San Diego around me have been here longer, so they're allowed to, you know, they have that. Yeah. For me, it's like, okay, how do I get in? You know, and just start being like, okay, this is me. You know, like, hey. Yeah. And then sooner or later, I also look at it, I'm like, okay, these guys are older. They're going to retire soon. Like, yeah. As long as I'm there trying to grow, sooner or later, it's going to just catch on. For know? sure. Yeah. And I think, you have a real opp- I think you have a real opportunity in the way that you're looking at social media. Like, I keep coming back to that because yeah, yeah. there's a real shift happening right now. There's something like... There was like 1.7 million square feet of retail space closed down in 2019. In in San Diego. In in, in the nation, in the nation. Wow. There's a ton of retail space that that was that is closing down. Um, GameStop is looking for a buyer because their stores are dying. A bunch of Walgreens closed. So like everything is moving away from physical locations. Everything is moving away from physical advertising. Like right. we're moving all to electronic. And I think that dentists are eventually going to get bit or anybody in that, in that sphere is going to eventually get bit by the same sort of hydra of being able to advertise on platforms where people are actually yeah. looking as opposed to the stuff that always worked 20 yeah. years ago. This is not 20 years ago. It's, it's a very significant yeah. shift. And I'm seeing it with my clients yeah. and people that 
won't move away from what always worked. Like they're still sending mailers and they're yeah. still using bench bus ads right. as their primary means of marketing. Right. Like taking advantage of the social media stuff yeah. is so interesting. I see some real opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you said mailers. I tried mailers one month. You know, yeah. It's, it was very costly, expensive. It's expensive. You can't track it. You well, don't know I what happens 12, to it. 1,500 mailers and the, the, the you know, USPS, you buy the address labels. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I want to send it to this section, this section, this section, section. So I sent it to like three areas in my three neighborhoods in around my office, sent that like 1,500 out. I got one phone call and that was it. Yeah. I mean, granted, I mean, you're supposed to like, what? I think the number's like, I don't know if you know the number, but like, if it's like 33%, like, or 30, you have to see something 33 times. Now it used to be seven, I think. 33 times and then you're like, before they actually make a decision. So like they have, you know, just getting yeah. getting out there. That's yeah. the stuff that advertising companies sell to you so that they get you to buy 33 more mailers. <laughs> right, so like I've, I've heard that and I'm like, man, and as I try, like, you know what? Let me try it because the other associate offices, you know, like they do that. Yeah. They have mailers now. I don't know yeah. how effective it is, yeah. but they have, since they're such a big, you know, office, they can do that. They can just be like, hey, let's just throw mailers out there for something. I'm trying to figure out like, hey, digital, how can I get those patients? You know, and this is this is something unique too, because it's like, you know, everyone that needs a dentist, for one, you mm -hmm. know. Now, how, how the consumer or the patient decides their dentist, that's a different story. And I think that's where the social media part plays yeah. in. Because my thoughts are, to do exactly what I'm doing right now. This, this for me, full transparency is a soft client grab. Right. You know, to be able to bring somebody in and either consult for them or give them some exposure or educate them or educate the audience on somebody's experience and not get in their face and be like, hey, I'm trying to sell you. Right, just right. be like, let's just kick it and let's yeah. talk. This is, this is one of the best ways that I've had yeah. clients want to come on with me. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, 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 let's just do a podcast first. I don't wanna work with you. Like, let's just, let's just chill and get to know each other. Yeah. Doing something similar in the dentist space, educating people, whether, like I said, whether it's a, a show or a podcast or whatever, and getting that to your clients mm -hmm. and just breaking down, like, what are the worst foods for your teeth? Yeah. What is that? I would love to know that. I have no sure. idea. You know, anything sure. Yeah, 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 exactly. Why? What does it do? Why is flossing important? I have no right. idea. I floss, but I have no idea why. I'd listen to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Brushing my teeth. How many, do I need to brush my teeth twice or three times? How stiff does my brush need to be? I have no idea. Those kinds of things. And I'm listening to you and Maybe I listen to it and I don't do a damn thing, but I know that you gave to me. Yeah. Maybe I tell my friend Carrie and like, hey, listen to this podcast, it's super interesting. You're, do you have a toothache? Why, did, why, do you, why do you have a toothache? Yeah. Listen to this dude who's got a podcast. And next thing you know, you're or off like, to the races. Hey, no dentist. Yeah, exactly. Next thing you know, you're off to the races and it comes directly from you and it's a funnel. Right. If you want to learn more, you know what I mean? If you want me to care for you, like just give it away. Yeah. And, and I, we live in a society where it's so easy to contact people that everybody's hitting you up and asking, what can you do for me? Well, will you buy my product? Will, yeah. you, will you follow my page? Will you like my thing? Whatever. Like, no, no, no. Let's just put something out there and just see what happens. Yeah. It's amazing, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. Just, edu just educate it's, it's, people. Yeah. Like, what, why, why do people get toothaches? What, what's happening? Well, A, because they just let the cavity or the decay, the process go. Yeah. So how, how does the cavity form? I have no idea. Yeah. So like, well. Well, yeah. You know, you know, so like, so, you know, there's a misconception of cavities caused by sugar, right? Uh -huh. Technically, the sugar is your oral environment. So if you have, you know, basic science, acidic or basic, right? Uh -huh. If it's acidic, 
it eats away at your tooth. Okay. Active disease process. And then is that mostly from eating acidic foods? Uh, sugars. Okay. So the sugar feeds, you know, the bacteria, and then the whole environment becomes acidic. So, okay. you know, it can be genetics or just, you know, you're not brushing or doing all that. And then it just breaks it down. Mm -hmm. And then once it starts rolling, there's a certain point where the tooth, there's a certain breaking point where like, okay, the process has gone too far deep that like the only way to do it is to have it drilled out. Okay. Yeah. And then if it starts tooth, if it starts hurting, that's when you know it's gone too far. Like you shouldn't be waiting for a sensitive. Yeah. Tooth. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a simple process. You know, it's not the sugars per se. It's actually like the oral environment, the acidic environment that's going on. So, you know, the plaque, if you're not brushing and you just leave it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, how important is flossing? Flossing is very important. <laughs> Why? Uh, I mean, because in between your teeth, you try to get, it's just pretty, so like, you know, like toothbrush, mm -hmm. anything mechanical, mm -hmm. you try to remove the plaque, same thing, except just underneath, just except it's underneath your gums and in between your teeth. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, and then once a day. Once, At least floss, once a day. Flossing once a day. Yeah. If your gums bleed when you floss, is that normal? Yes. Yes. And no, depending on, Yes and no, because if it's excessive bleeding, then we have more of a issue here. You know, there might be to look at your habits, what's going on underneath the gums. When was the last time you went to the dentist? If you have maybe one or two spots that are bleeding, that's okay because that means it's an active sign of inflammation, which means, hey, your body's working. You're not, okay. you're not dying. Yeah, it's normal. It's normal. Okay. Um, but yeah, you, if you get bleeding here and there, I mean, then that's fine. But like, if you're bleeding, like you're gushing out blood and your gums are red, then okay. that's something, that's a different issue that we gotta Interesting. talk about. But usually, you know, s there's some practice or theory that you can get zero bleeding. Um, but you know, the process, inflammation, like is, you're gonna yeah. have bleeding. Yeah, especially so, yeah. depending on how you floss. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, what's your weirdest story? My weird story in, in dentistry, like in your practice. Oh shoot! Okay, so <laughs> I got one. So in residency, oh man. So I'm out in residency. I went to Ohio State, and then it was at the VA. I forget where, but it's a VA. It was like two hour drive. The area that I practiced residency, it was considered the opioid belt. So. You know, there's a freeway, highway, drugs from Kentucky go, go through Ohio, Indiana, and I think Michigan, something like that. Don't quote me on that, but that it was considered the opioid belt. So I had a patient come in, and she goes, it was a she, and she goes, hey, I just want my front teeth extracted. And I'm like, why? Front teeth, so the front four teeth mm -hmm. right here. And she goes, have you never heard of the Kentucky Love Tunnel? Oh. So yeah, and oh, I was like, no. and I was like, hold up, and I'm like, I was like, look, and she said it jokingly, <laughs> so I will never forget because I turned like I turned red because I was like, yeah, well, you think I mean the first well, thing yeah, you think I'm like, know, no, it's, and it's kind of like you know she said it like in like a sexual like hey flirting way, yeah, and she caught me off guard because I was like. <laughs> I was like, what? She was like, yeah, you never heard of the Kentucky Love Tunnel? She's like, I was like, and then I, I kind of stuttered, and then she's like, I'll just leave it at that. And I was like, and she knew I was flustered because like. Yeah, so she was, that's why she wanted to. Yeah, she was serious. Oh, she was serious about man, it. And I was rough, like. dude. So, I mean, that was. 
Did you know, patients will say some weird things and you just you gotta be like, yeah, gotta all right. Professional like, you got, boundaries. Yeah, you got, you got some <laughs> professional boundaries there, but in my head I was like, man. And then go back to the room and I'm telling my director, I was like, hey, have you heard of the Kentucky Love Town? I was like, yeah, they get that a lot here. And I was like, wow. And I was like, that's, so, that's rough because you know it's for drugs. You know it's for like they're what they're having to do to get right. drugs. Right. And you know, and yeah, I was just rough, like, dude. I mean, she need like, she needed her front, she needed more than her front teeth extracted, but she's like, I just, just can you just leave these whatever like leave the rest around it i just want these teeth and i was like huh yeah so like did, I did like, you did she get them pulled oh uh, she got them pulled yeah oh man but i mean you know we we i she i didn't really leave it at you know the kentucky Lotus, but she jokingly said that yeah but then i told her like hey this is what we're gonna do today she's like sure i mean but she was hoping to get that and she threw she threw that joke out there you know and i was right. like you know a little part of me was like you're, you're serious but that's nuts but yeah so like you know patients do say the darnest things and <laughs> there's a lot if i had to add, like i used to keep a journal and then i still do you know just like you know, stuff that patients say and i was yeah. just like man it's funny <laughs> you know and like it's funny too because they say that and you're just like you know and then I go back to my group text and I'm like hey guys <laughs> I got this today but you know and you know yeah. like everybody every profession yeah every and profession it, it's just funny and then she said that and I was like oh man and I'll never forget because I was thrown off and I was like yeah that would, that would throw me and out. I didn't even know what that was until like she said that yeah and I was like you kind of put two and two together yeah and I was like <laughs> oh, oh okay I get it yeah. you know and so yeah that's why I, <laughs> poor lady oh, poor funny. lady yeah. but it was cool I mean yeah, you, you, it's funny it makes interesting you makes days interesting when patients stay you know say stuff like that because then you're just like for sure right. yeah it's nuts yeah. go ahead shout yourself out tell us tell uh, the audience where they can find you how they can contact you oh yeah so uh, Instagram is torculus t-o-r-c-u-l-a-s dot d-d-s um, just got on TikTok same hey. um, same name, you know, working on that. TikTok's a big thing now. It know? is a big thing. Um, and then uh, my website is torculusdds.com. Mm-hmm. No, no, Perry, just your no, last Turkulis, name. Tur- yeah, torculus-dds, sorry, dash dds.com. Perfect. Um, and then, yeah, you can find me on Google. Just Google Daryl Torculus Yeah, DDS. I'll put all this stuff in like, yeah. the, the notes too, <clears throat> for, the, for the show. Yeah, my practice is out in Linda Vista um, right off of... You know, for those who are in San Diego, yeah. um, off of Genesee, right next to the, the Radies Children's Hospital on the other side. Yeah. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much it. LinkedIn, you can email me at daryl.turkulis at gmail.com. Pretty open. Cool. And um, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. Shoot yeah. me a text, DM. For sure. Or email or anything. I'd be happy to answer yeah. questions business-wise or dentistry. You know, yeah. I get that a lot. I get a lot of texts. like, hey, I got this on my tooth. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Can't really diagnose over the phone, so I tell him like, "Hey, I think this is what's going on," and then yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I tell him like, "Hey, go see Dennis," because you know I can't really tell you what's yeah. going on. But yeah, I'm pretty open, you know. So yeah, yeah. If you brush and floss your teeth, should you just be pretty much good to go? Yeah, as long like yes, you know, as long as you're brushing, and then there's like a pro tip too for those out there is you brush towards your gums, okay. not like not at the teeth. Yeah, so you're trying to get like so up and up and into the gums. Okay, and then brush at least twice a day. If you want to do three times, yeah, right after um, lunch, and then I usually wait thirty minutes to before I drink 
I mean, water's fine, but if you drink soda or eat anything after, yeah. um, wait 30 minutes after you brush and do your mouth rinse and floss. Um, but yeah, that's sh- you should, as long as you're seeing your dentist or your doctor twice a year and you're brushing, flossing, and that's the bare minimum, I think you'll do just fine. Sorry. Um, but if there's, uh, you know, if you start breaking down teeth or, I mean, and then, well, that's a different yeah. process. But at least when you're going to the dentist, your doctor, can see every six months if there's hey, oh, hey there's, a, there's a trend going on here with your teeth yeah. let's take a look you can at kind this. of stay on top of it right so it's, yeah. it's more preventative yeah. the more preventative work you do <clears throat> the less let's just say the less expensive it gets so yeah. like the other thing I tell patients too is like like hey doc like your treatment plan is so expensive and I was like yes I agree I know but look we've neglected going to the dentist you know for so long this is why yeah so you know dentistry is not expensive but neglect is so even if that's one thing to take away it's like look just take care of your teeth and you'll be fine you know yeah makes sense i will be happy in the end and yeah. you're not gonna be slapped with the bill and be like shit man like what the heck yeah so well thank you so much you, you've been so yeah, transparent sure. dude yeah, thank you it, man. Thanks thank for you having so me much on, yeah. yes sir yes sir that's it sweet That's the end of the podcast. If you're still here and you're hearing my voice, I thank you so deeply. We both do. Thank you so deeply for your time and for your attention. I'll be putting some information about Daryl in the show notes for the podcast. If there's anybody you'd like me to feature, please let me know. Somebody you think is interesting or is doing things a little bit differently. Doesn't matter where they are in their process. Doesn't matter how many followers they have. Love to hear from you. Best way to reach me is at M A T T B U R N underscore O W O. And if you'd like to hear more about the work that the team is doing over at Stigma, that is at stigma.solutions on Instagram and also stigma.solutions on the internet. That's actually our URL for our website. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. And until next time.